And so concludes the meeting of the January 6th committee, a nine to zero vote, not unexpected uh, to submit contempt of Congress charges. Um, this could mean prosecution for one Mark Meadows, who formerly served in that body. And a brutal open by Congressman Benny Thompson of Mississippi, essentially saying that Mark Meadows' legacy as a former member of Congress, somebody who was for a while the ranking member of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee, his legacy will now solely be that he stood in the way of finding the truth about an attack on our democracy. Equally brutal, each of the nine members going through and detailing why, why this is happening today. Liz Cheney going through and essentially saying he already begun to cooperate. He turned over records and then reading from some of the text messages that were exchanged. Um, it was it was pretty stunning to listen to former colleagues of Mark Meadows really taking him apart and taking apart his legacy as a former member of Congress. Uh, let's go to Leanne Caldwell, um, who is standing outside of where this committee has just disbanded. Um, Leanne, if you can grab any of them, we would love it. But um Give us a sense of um, what you're seeing and, and what you're hearing. If you can grab anybody that comes out, we'll take it. Um, but the mood on, um, I'm sure the mood on Capitol yeah. Hill today is somewhat somber. This is a former member that's being issued a contempt of Congress citation. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Joy. And if you see someone walking behind me, since I don't have eyes on the back of my head, just feel free to reach to, or tell me and I'll turn around and grab them, try to grab them anyway. But, but this is a really monumental moment up here on Capitol Hill. Of course, this is the first member of Congress who, or former member of Congress who the Congress is referring for criminal contempt in recent memory, at least, or recent history, I should say. But the committee members really laid out their case there. And there was a lot of speculation at the beginning of this, the formation of this January 6th select committee of could there be any sort of new information? Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Here's Zoe Lofgren. Congresswoman, can we ask a couple of questions? Some of the lawmakers, some, some of the lawmakers were, can you name who some of the lawmakers were mentioned? Okay. So we're going to keep trying here, but, but the committee said that everything runs through Mark Meadows, that they are central to this investigation. And getting back to my previous point, there was a skepticism that this committee would be able to find out something new. They were just in the beginning of their uh, fact-finding phase. And in, according to this report, they have received a lot of new information, including text messages to Mark Meadows from Fox News anchors telling him to tell the former president to call off what is happening on January. 6. Joy. Absolutely. Leanne Caldwell, thank you very much. And just holler. If you get any of those members, mm -hmm. we'll come right back to you. So we'll, 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 we'll go away for now. But if you get any Great. members, we'll come back to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Let me bring back my panel, Joyce Vance, Maya Wiley, Claire McCaskill. Joyce, you were in the middle of your answer when we cut to the live panel. But, you know, I'm holding these text messages and I think those were key. This man has already given up information about fellow lawmakers that he was uh, interacting with, about Fox News personalities. We heard Sean Hannity named. We heard Laura Ingraham named. He's already told. Can you walk back after you've already started to talk? That's absolutely right, Joy. He can't walk back the documents and materials he turned over without claiming privilege in them. So the most important thing that we saw tonight was the committee's effort to categorize Meadows, along with Steve Bannon, as someone who was in flagrant violation of the subpoena. 
Not an effort to comply that failed for whatever reason, but someone who simply spit in the face of Congress. That's important because DOJ will now face an important decision about whether to prosecute Meadows. Certainly the clarity of the committee's presentation makes it a lot easier, although I'm sure it won't be an easy decision at DOJ, for them to find him in contempt and to engage in a prosecution. You know, Maya, one of the things that really struck me was the fact that you know, they go through sort of systematically how he begins to turn over information. He turns over documents. They're in possession of text messages and other materials from him. And then on the very day his book is published, he reverses course and stops cooperating. One gets the sense that probably Donald Trump was angry about what was in his book. And he suddenly decides, I'm no longer going to cooperate. But here's the problem. He's already told a good half of the story. They want to ask him about things he gave them. You can't say, well, you can't ask me about things I put in my book and that I've already told you about. Your thoughts? I thought that was a stunning performance by the committee because it was sober, it was systematic. And to your point, Joy, it really hit the most critical facts to demonstrate that Mark Meadows is not He's not only refusing to engage, he's refusing to engage with no grounds and primarily to protect the president. You know, his book, he's talking about the same things he turned over documents for, is refusing to answer questions about them. Uh, and I thought that Jamie Raskin, uh, Representative Raskin, did uh, summarize the problem with this so concisely when he said, if Congress does not have a legitimate legislative purpose here, when do we? Because that is at stake with the fox and hare game, you know, that we heard from Rep Murphy. And I just thought it was just the right pinpoint to say, if it is such a legitimate claim of executive privilege, why did he stop cooperating as soon as his book became public on the very things he's talking about in his book? It was really Absolutely. well done. Claire, I have to come to you on this because the other thing, of course, Leanne Caldwell, you saw her try to get that information from uh, Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren. She was not successful, but that is the question. We have now some of these text messages that were read into the record by um, Adam Schiff and other members. On January 6, 2021, Vice President Mike Pence, as president of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. Another lawmaker to Meadows. Yesterday was a terrible day. We tried everything we could in our objection to the six states. I'm sorry, nothing worked. Another lawmaker to Meadows, the president needs to stop this ASAP. I think the big question now is who are these lawmakers? Who was he talking to? Do you think that that uh, is information that's ultimately going to be disclosed? Because Congressman Schiff said we're not disclosing those names for now. Oh, I think it will all come out. Uh, I think they're being very systematic about this. I'm impressed at the discipline of this committee. Uh, they're not leaking. Uh, the presentations tonight were concise they were not duplicative. They are going to have these hearings and they're going to lay it all out. And, and the chairman said tonight, we're going to wait until we get everything. And then we will have public hearings and the people will see what we are finding out. You know what impressed me the most of tonight, though, Joy, was Liz Cheney's focus on Trump's inaction. And mm. that's when these texts from lawmakers will be so important because they were urgent. They were frightened. Uh, there was an armed standoff at the doors of the United States House of Representatives, and Trump liked it. And what she was trying to say, I think she said it was 187 minutes. Those 187 minutes, think what happened during that time period. 
And he did nothing, even though his son, his chief of staff, his supporters in Congress were going, stop this. He was so desperate to hold on to power and overthrow a free and fair election that he was willing to let violence ensue in our nation's capital. And that's who Liz Cheney has her sights on is Donald J. Trump. You know, and and Claire, just as as somebody who served in the United States Senate, can you just talk to us a little bit just about, I mean, it is since 1832, as Congressman Kinzinger pointed out, that a member of this body, a member of the House of Representatives was sanctioned um, for contempt. Sam Houston, thanks to the great producers here at the readout, was the person who was sanctioned for assaulting uh, a fellow member. Can you talk about that? These are his colleagues. This was this was a, a, a brutal takedown of not just Mark Meadows, but his entire legacy. The chairman of this committee, Benny Thompson, said, this is your legacy now. Your legacy is that you have essentially spat in the face of the body that you formerly served in when it was attacked. Your thoughts? He had to make a decision. Mark Meadows had to make a decision. Do I try to protect Donald Trump and the legions of people that he has convinced of this big lie? Or do I stand for the institution that I was part of? Do I stand for the character and integrity that I tried to tell all my constituents I had? It's pretty clear he decided to abandon character and integrity and go for protecting the guy who was just fine with the violence in the Capitol. Let's uh, let me, let's really quickly go to um, back to Leanne Caldwell. Uh, I think everyone wholeheartedly agrees with what you're saying, Claire McCaskill. But let's go to Are Leanne. Those names going she to has come Chairman out yet? Thompson. And what? They will come up. Have you spoken directly to Mr. Meadows at all? I know you said you're communicating with counsel, but since he did serve in this body, have you spoken with him directly? No, I have not. No, I have not. Uh, We've only communicated with Mr. Meadows through his attorney. That was just a small sampling of the text messages that were read today. What else can you tell us about Mark Meadows' role on that day and leading up to that day? The information we've received has been quite revealing about members of Congress, Congress involved in the activities of January 6th, as well as staff. Are you going to subpoena some? Are you going to subpoena some of these members of Congress? Chairman Thompson, the contempt process doesn't ensure that you get more information from Mr. Meadows. How are you going to ensure that? All right. Well, that was Chairman Benny Thompson getting into the elevator after saying that that information is going to come out, Claire. Eventually, we're going to find out who these lawmakers were. And we know that some were actively rooting for the insurrection, including after it, you know, the danger had passed voting to try to overturn elections in several states. This is a scandal that is multi-part, and it's eventually, uh, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like this is going to whip through the House and the United States Senate as names are revealed. Uh, I think it will. Um, But, you know, honestly, Joy, is it a shock? I mean, these guys are all hiding under their desks. They're all afraid of Donald Trump in a primary I mean, in my state, the Republican candidates for an open Senate seat next year are doing everything but lining up at Mar-a-Lago to shine his shoes for his endorsement. So it is not shocking to me that, you know, as Hillary Clinton said in her interview over the weekend, a lot of these Republican senators have hung their spines on the wall and they have um, are they're not showing the courage that, frankly, I thought many of them had to stand up to Donald Trump and what he did. But um, I, I think none of us are going to be surprised when we hear these names. I think we know who they all are. Yeah, I don't think any of us will be surprised. Maya, very quickly, th- this, this is the, the PowerPoint. I don't know if anybody can see this on here, but those are the white balance uh, that it's doing it as it's showing. 
the things that pe- that Donald Trump seemed to believe seem like madness. But one can see that if this is what you truly believe happened, all of this complicated, you know, theory of how the election was supposedly stolen. My God, no wonder people felt, you know, inspired to get violent. I mean, Donald Trump is I don't know if he's convinced of this or was just convincing others. Your thoughts? You know, I, look, Donald Trump had been told, including by his attorney general, Bill Barr, in early December there was no substantial evidence of this fraud. And, you know, That's one right. of the things that did come up about Mark Meadows is Mark Meadows was actively and aggressively spreading the conspiracy theories on Italy gate. So there's no from, question that the, it, from it inside the White House, he was a firsthand witness inside the White House. Joyce Vance, Maya Wiley, Claire McCaskill. Thank you all very much. That's tonight's readout.